Hi everybody, I'm Peter Jacobson, and welcome to Jake's Takes. Twas the night before Christmas, and as we look back, we saw some great golf this year on some incredible tracks. From Ireland to Australia, Hawaii to New York, it was all grade A prime with very little pork. Augusta National, Pebble Beach, Royal Port Rush, and Bethpage Black, the four majors were epic. And guess what? Tiger is back. We saw him lead the U.S. team all the way down under. At first, they didn't play well and almost suffered a huge blunder. But rally they did behind Tiger's inspired play. He said, follow me, boys, and get out of my way. Els and his team showed us great class and a lot of heart with seven rookies by his side, all of them throwing darts. But next week, it's 2020. A new decade is almost here, and I wonder what lies ahead in this exciting new year. Ricky Fowler is married. Will Bryson speed up? Phil and Furick turn 50, and we'll see another Ryder Cup. Can Tiger win another major and get closer to the Golden Bear? Which one of these is the GOAT, or do we really care? Will Jordan Spieth be back? I expect he will. Maybe career Grand Slams for him, Rory, and Phil. We're sure to see some fresh faces go out and get that first win. The talent out there is better than it's ever been. Kids like Morikawa, Wolf, Hovland, and Sue. They may be young, but they know what to do. But for now, sit back and relax during the PGA Tour's break. Merry Christmas to you all from all of us. At Jake's Takes. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. The fans are fired up and making sure they show it. They're rattling loud, not your usual crowd. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. I'm originally from Portland, Oregon, and I'm a proud University of Oregon duck. And I love being from the Pacific Northwest, but... When all three of my children went east for college, I knew I needed to change things up. I wanted to get back into their same time zone. So after an extensive search, my wife and I ended up in the Naples, Florida area. But I wished I'd had Golf Life Navigators to help me make that decision. Golf Life Navigators is like Match.com meets Zillow. It's the only place you can go to uncover your ideal golf lifestyle. So go to GolfLifeNavigators.com and fill out the ProGuide 3 questionnaire. It will ask you all the pertinent questions like, where do you want to live? Or how do you want to experience your golf? Then it matches you to golf clubs, and you get to choose which one has the best environment for you. Look, I I really don't understand the internet or how it works, but it's so easy even I can figure this out.
I'm happy to welcome back my good friend Matt Greaser to the Jake's Takes podcast. Matt, yes. everybody remembers you as Footjoy's sign boy, the crazy character who fell in love with all golf things, shoes. All things Footjoy. Yeah, all things Footjoy. Yeah, yeah. Sign boy, the, the idea of sign boy uh, when I was cast in, I was cast in, uh, some people don't know this, I'm an actor. So I was cast. Oh, you in, are. I'm an actor. So I was cast in this character uh, in L.A. Uh, they also cast it in New York, and uh, I heard um, from the guys that, that from the ad agency that eventually did the production. They said we probably looked at about 300 guys for the part. And I was like, wow. And between L.A. and New York, and after I had done the character for the first couple seasons, they made a tape of all the guys that were not even close to being on the mark for Sign Boy who auditioned. So it was about 15 guys, and one guy comes in who's playing kind of a Jeff Spicoli guy as sign boy. He comes in, and he's supposed to talk about the shoes, and it's like this great technology. And he comes in, and look at this great technology. <laughs> <laughs> so they sent me a tape of all that stuff. And it's it's weird to watch the auditions, by the way, because I'm on that tape, too. And apparently they had a, a young producer that said right away when I went in, he said, that's your guy. And they said, easy, rookie. We don't know. And they said, no, that's the guy. He knows something about golf. I, when I went in to audition for it, I actually riffed about David Duvall's swing. That How does he even see the ball? Because his head, and he looks, you know, out of thing. And they went, okay, this guy knows something about golf. So that was the win-win for me, was that they hired me to do Sign Boy. I didn't know where it would go. Uh, I, of course, when we shot the first ads... Uh, we got a great response, and the players seemed to love to do it. So we found out we we're going to do a second season, which is great. Uh, we ended up doing Sign Boy for s- seven years. We had one bump in the road. Two years in, they decided they wanted to go with a, a animated character, superheroes. But Sign Boy would still be there. Sign Boy would be animated, and I would do my voice as Sign Boy. But they wanted to change my contract all around for it to do it. And I was like, Ugh. And my agent said, no, I mean, we've already established this character on air. We're not going to do an, just an animated voice and change the, the the fee and so and we said sorry we're done so that was it i thought i was done doing sign but i really did and um then these ads aired and they did not take off at all no one they were terrible well, they just didn't resonate with anybody yeah and well, everybody missed sign boy so they wanted they found out and so i was very fortunate that those did not take and i got it my agent got a call not long after saying just talk to Footjoy. They want to get Signboy back. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's figure it out. So we went for another, you know, three or four years after that. It's uh, hard to explain to a, to a, a golfing fan um, how exciting it is to, to stand there. That's why Signboy worked, is that I'm a golf fan. So when I'm standing next to Davis Love or Ernie Els, I'm giddy. Like, I've got a, you know, so it's basically Signboy. I've always said that Signboy is me just wrenched up a few notches because that's how I'd be around these guys anyway. People are so in love with golf, and they're so serious about their game, that it's hard to find humor in golf advertising. Yeah. So normally you've got the players that come on and their arms are crossed like they're mixed martial arts, and they're staring at the camera going, I love my driver. (laughs) But when the FootJoy ad came and you created Sign Boy, it was a genius campaign. In fact, I can't believe they still don't do it. Yeah. They need to do it. but. But it was everybody could relate, and just explain to everybody that might not remember mm-hmm. what the character was. The character basically was jonesing on every tour player's Which, style of shoe. Yeah, yeah. So what it started well it was everything. Foot joy was foot joy product. Was the glove? Was the shoe? Oh, you're wearing the new Stace off, and da da da. Oh, the new six seven five three two nine. Right. I would have the I would have the the factory serial number, and they're like, what the. Huh, huh? 
but that was all part of the fun is that Simon knew the catalog that well that he knew all this stuff. So the idea was really, uh, to be honest, the whole reason Simon ever happened was Tiger Woods came on tour in 96 and instantly you knew that Ty, uh, Nike was going to grab a huge piece of the shoe market with kids playing golf. So they wanted to come up with a character that appealed to a country club golfer, but also something that a younger 10-year-old kid could relate to. And so this sign boy idea is really, it's uh, Ron Harper and Jamie Graham are the two guys that created it. And they they had this great idea for this character, but they don't know until they see it who the guy's going to be. Um, and so when I got to do the part and really talk with them a lot about what they thought the character would be, I was blown away. It was a very simple process. Basically, this guy just digs everything foot joy, right? You're just enamored with foot joy, and you're a career standard bearer. So I wore a caddy bib as part of my character, right? So people would come up and go, you, you play that caddy guy. And I would go, oh, no, actually, that's sign boy. He's a standard bearer. And I would always say, you know, carry the sign. And people would, you know, go, he's like, oh, okay. And, and that, you answered it earlier. And they would go, so how do you get into something like that? I said, well, I'm an actor. Oh, you're an actor. <laughs> it's like, did you win this at a church raffle? No. No. But you had a chance to meet all the great players yeah. in the game that yeah. wore foot joy. Adam Scott, Duvall. Ernie Els. Uh, Ernie Els Sergio. Yep. You, you did all these great bits. And a lot of the bits were just improv. Sometimes we completely improvised. I would say 80% of the ads were written, and maybe a button or a finishing line wasn't set. And so I, I think the favorite spot we ever shot, I, I remember for myself the favorite day of shooting was we were in, it rained at the Golf Club of Georgia. We would shoot at the end of the golf season when the guys had their deals finalized. So when a guy knew he was re-upped with Joy, I was like, okay, does he have these dates to shoot? So they'd be on set, and we're shooting the different spots. And I just remember how how great this setup was where Ernie the year before, you remember when Ernie had a shot at Troon? So it would have been, he was, it was the open championship and there was a ball stuck halfway up a bush and he hit it waist high out of there. So we came up with a bit where sign boys, you know, going to try to do the same shot. Like, how does that? So I put it in a plant in the, in the clubhouse and Davis love is standing there and Mike Weir is standing there and they're just behind me like this. And I go, Hey guys, check it out. Ernie at Troon. And I smash. Right. And so, so everything was breakaway on the table, but the lamp, even though it was breakaway, still had a, a rod in it that wasn't breakaway. So I took a brand new Vokey wedge and just slammed it through the table and broke everything. But the actual metal rod, took the, the neck of the of the wedge and broke, you know, put it out. And so we finished all laughing, and I barely hit, like, some uh, some of the fake glass off, like, one of these things on the thing. Barely a couple extras walking out of the scene. They're like, jeez, like, shards of stuff coming at them. And we finished doing the take, and I look at the thing, and I realize how how badly bent this Vokey is. So I tap it on the ground. I show it to Davis Love. He goes, oh, that's, that's, that's nice. That's a 68 degree. That's nice. <laughs> and they always say, can we get a new Vokey in here? And that's the fun of it. It's like, we just get to goof. You and I did an improv bit together. Yeah, we, we created just, a spot there. We came up with it right there. Basically, you were walking down the hallway of the hotel, yep. carrying a sign that had my name and Duval and Davis Love. Yep. And I, there was a half-eaten breakfast sandwich, egg, bacon, yeah. uh, and, and bread on a plate it was, it outside, was outside, outside your room. door. Right, as if you yeah. had just half eaten and then left And it. You, you came down, you stopped, you looked, you looked down, nobody was there, you bent down, you picked up the sandwich and you started eating. Yes. And I came around the corner and you had a mouthful, you were, oh, yeah. and I looked at you like, what? what? And you looked in my pocket and you yeah. said, Oh, that's the new Stay Soft glove. Oh. And I pulled it out and I said, you want it? Yeah. You said, yeah. Yeah. So I threw it and you went diving and the sandwich went flying and I quickly went into my room 
just to get out of your presence. Right. But that was an improv. That was literally the setup, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I remember that's how fun it was to be on that set, is that if we had an idea, they were welcome to work with that. You know, you came on set, and we said, what's the plan? And, and Jamie, I remember Jamie saying, well, I have a little bit written. Was there anything you guys want to do? And we just mapped that out and yeah. shot it, and that became an ad that year. Well, in fact, what's really cool about this is I look at your feet right now, yeah. and you're wearing the 674329er. You know the style. You know the style, and you've got them on. Did you take the cleats out? Uh no, maybe that's why there's a lot of grass and dirt behind me. Is yeah. I haven't cleaned yeah. them. Okay, so you're saying clean them. Yeah, and, and you're not wearing socks. Is that a thing that you do? Mm, yeah, well, here's the thing. I go through so many FJ socks. I see. That sometimes I would, I, I'd rather wear nothing I see. than miss my foot joy socks. Okay. Yeah. Because right. there's an odd odor in here. I didn't know what oh, it was. Well, this is your office, so I wonder how that odor... Okay, anyway. Okay. It's, yeah. it's the, that sandwich I yeah. left it there. Sure, nice. It's been out all night. It's nice. I don't play as many PGA Tour events anymore, or, or PGA Tour Champions Tour events for that matter. But when I do, I'm always traveling with my golf clubs. When I'm traveling with my golf clubs, that means that they're in my club glove. It's one of the most dependable pieces of luggage I've had my entire career. And players like Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, on and on and on, they trust club glove as well. You know you want to arrive safely but you want your clubs to be there as well, and they usually do, thanks to my club glove. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. The fans are fired up, making sure they show it. They're rowdy and loud, not your usual crowd. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. Let's talk about one time when we were shooting Plugged In for yeah. the Golf Channel. We came to Portland, Oregon, and it was Christmas time. And I got dressed up as Santa. Who came up with this idea, by the way? I remember doing this, and it's one of the funniest things I, we did. You, was I'm this guilty. Yours? Okay. I'm guilty. And what your pitch was, what, you would be uh, Santa. Santa on a tee box at a golf course. In, in Portland, my hometown. But fully dressed as Santa. Fully dressed. Yep. Beard, everything. Yeah. And you were my, my elf. Oh, uh, yes. And we made cookies. Right. We left the sugar out. So they were terrible. They I just, off I, I'm just, I'm remembering the day yeah. now that I was the elf. Okay. So what the, what the bit was, I wanted to greet the golfers as they came through. It was cold and chilly out, but I'm Santa. It's Christmas time. And I wanted to lead them to, are any good golfers living in Portland? Do, did Tiger Woods I, live here? Did Phil Mickelson live here? Did David Duvall live here? Yeah. So and, people thought they were, here's the thing. I remember this. When we're shooting it, I realized Right away, the first people first people that came to the tee did not realize it was Peter Jacobson and Santa. No one did. So the perfect part was you literally could ask people. I mean, there were a good five or six people you could ask questions to incognito. Yeah. And they would give you the answer. And you let's. I'm trying to think. It was crazy because one guy goes, "Well, there's a da 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 da," and you said, "Is Santa? What about Peter Jacobson? Oh yeah, yeah, he's good. Well, he used to be. He's not that good anymore." 
He literally <laughs> said that. And it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's good. Well, he used to be good. He's not good anymore. I just, you know, I've got playing the elf, your sidekick, and I'm just like, oh, this guy just did a dig. Oh, that is man, brutal. it was great, but that's what I wanted. I know. But I, I know. was giving it to all, all the, ho, 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 well, Merry Christmas. And and my favorite part is looking at their faces when we walked out of a cart dressed as we were, and they're walking up, and somebody, I know somebody in the group went, what in the huh is this? <laughs> and so we did it with them, but my favorite part of that whole thing was when we were driving back. We had several golf carts for the you know small crew, and we're driving back, and it's this little little planned community. So we're driving back to go where our cars are in the parking lot, and this we drive by this little girl who's in the driveway, and apparently she does a little way. Now we're all talking and doing whatever. Someone in the group realizes that the little girl just saw Santa Claus, like, and it's blown her mind. So we go, "Whoa, Peter! This girl just said that. You got to go say hi." You actually said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Peter! Stop the cart! You got to go back." Yeah, and. Greet her because she thinks Santa just drove by right, the golf right. cart. So we, so we turn around, we go back, and right away, and you get out of the car and say, oh, oh. So then I think the father was in the garage working on something, comes out, and he goes, oh, boy, look at the Santa's here, and the whole thing. The best part of the whole thing was we've been talking with the girl about what she wants for Christmas, all these different things. All of a sudden, Grandma comes through the garage, and she's pulling on a big nail. She has a cigarette, but she's pulling on this nail, comes up, sees Santa, and her first reaction, you can't get this much gravel in the voice. She goes, oh, Oh, that's adorable. Did you hug him? <laughs> Sweetheart, did you hug Santa? The granddaughter, did you hug Santa? She scared Santa. Scared me. Did. As soon as the nail came out of the mouth and that voice came out, oh, oh, how sweet. <laughs> we jumped in the cart and we got out of there. And I remember that was the first and last time I ever wore a Santa suit because the beard. Oh, it gets stinky. The beard got so itchy yeah. and hot. Yeah, not fun. And it was about 30 degrees. It, w- it was cold. I'll tell you a story that you probably don't even know about how I started my acting career. I was the gas guy for Georgia Natural Gas. So the audition for this was that not with an outfit on, but you had to just do the lines. Then I got the part, and it turns out I was playing a blue gas flame, talking blue gas flame for Georgia Natural Gas. So at the time, I was auditioning for stuff. I was actually working at Universal Studios Daycare for six hours a day. I was in charge of a dozen toddlers, and then I was able to go do my auditions in the afternoon. So that's how I was free to do, you know, whatever. When I get this part as gas guy, they make a $3,000 unbelievable foam, perfectly done. Looks like it's actually on fire, this blue flame. And this suit, and I wear it in the ads. And it was very funny, the ideas that I'm pitching ideas in the, with the agency, and it, it's believable to the others that I'm part of the team. So then I get the offer to go. They go, well, the character's really taken off in this town. It's great. Uh, we're going to have you walk in the Atlanta Christmas parade. And I go, oh, my God, seriously. And they go, we have a float in the whole thing. They made, not as big as anything, but, you know, a third of the size you would see of a float of gas guy behind with a float. And I see this, and now I'm going to, and now I'm marching in it. And by the way, the character... Uh, had leggings and Doc Martens. So I've got to hike the whole Atlanta Christmas parade thing wearing this outfit. So I'm wearing it. People are going, gas guy, what's up? And I had they had these Beanie Babies made. I'm throwing Beanie Babies to everybody. We're having a great time. So it goes great. Great experience. Come back the next year. Get pulled aside right away going, um, listen, company guy says, we've been having some billing problems. People have been overcharged this year. You may not want stay in the middle of the street this time. Don't go over and talk to too many people. So literally, I get out there this year. Totally different crowd. I walk out. Hey, gas guy, where's my bill, man? Yeah. I'm like, oh, don't. I had so many people just looking at me like I was in charge of their bills. Like, here's this character. This blue gas flame walking through the Christmas parade. And people, are their grievances are being thrown at me in the middle of the street. 
And he never, you guys are the worst. I didn't get my refund. Yeah, refund. And just crazy. So you refund that whole oh, deal. But they, I'll tell you exactly what happened. I was going for auditions. I couldn't get anything going. I thought, man, this is a grind. They paid me 50 grand for one year just to play that character, do print everything. I thought I had broken in. I thought I was going to be working with Jack Nicholson next week. I thought it was it was it, it was well worth it. It was so worth it. So that's the story of Gasket. If you go on, I don't know if you can find it online, but some of the ads were still online. But it was a it, Georgia Natural Gas Gas Guy. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Jake's Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host Peter Jacobson. These have been my takes. What are yours? <laughs>